Happy New Year, everybody. It's 2021. I'm really excited about this year. I hope you are too. I want you to remember three words. Well, not three words. There's probably more than three words, but three statements that I'm going to make to you for this year. And it's get up, pick up your mat, and walk. Some versions say get up, pick up your stretcher, and keep walking. And so my encouragement to you for 2021 is to get up, pick up your mat and walk. Why do I say this? Well, I've read this amazing story in the book of Mark 2. And before I share that, I'm really impressed by the story because there were four people, four friends who took their one friend to Jesus. And have you ever met people that are really connected? They know a guy. Um, It reminds me of this lame joke. Um, Do you know anyone who wants an ark? I know a guy. Okay, that's pretty sad. That's a sad joke, but I do know a guy and his name is Jesus. And he's not just a guy, he's our saviour, he's our Lord and King. Anyway, I'm going to read you the passage of Mark 2 and it's from the Message Version. Says this after a few days, Jesus returned to Capernaum, and word got around that he was back home. A crowd gathered, jamming the entrance so no one could get in or out. It was jam packed because they knew Jesus was around performing miracles. He was teaching the word, they brought a paraplegic to him, carried by four men. Let's remember that four, there were four men. When they weren't able to get in because of the crowd, they removed part of the roof, which is pretty amazing, really. They must have been really strong to do that, or maybe the roof was pretty light. Who knows? But um, they lowered the paraplegic on his stretcher, and impressed by their bold belief, Jesus was impressed by their bold belief, Jesus said to the paraplegic, "'Son, I forgive your sins.'" Now, some religion scholars sitting there started whispering amongst themselves, he can't talk that way, that's blasphemy. God and only God can forgive sins. Jesus knew right away what they were thinking. And he said to them, why are you so skeptical? Which which is simpler to say to the paraplegic, I forgive your sins or say, get up, Take your stretcher and start walking. Well, just so it's clear that I am the Son of God, the Son of Man, and authorized to do either or both, he looked now at the paraplegic and he said, Get up, pick up your stretcher, and go home. And the man did it. He grabbed, he got up, he grabbed his stretcher and walked out with everyone there watching him. They rubbed their eyes incredulous and praise God saying, we've never seen anything like this. When I read that story, I think of 2020, the statement, we've never seen anything like this. Well, 2021 is going to be, we've never seen anything like this. And I pray that 2021 for you would be a year of miracles, that you would see God's miracles unfold in your life this year. Maybe 2020 was... Uh, a bad memory, but I pray that this year you would know God in a deeper way. And I pray that you would surround yourself with a community 
like this paraplegic who had four friends who took him to Jesus. They pointed him in the right direction. And before I um, just share this word, I want to pray. So Lord, I just thank you for everyone listening to this message. I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would breathe on it. I thank you, Father, that you're with us. And I pray that uh, we would just get a sense of um, where you're pointing us to this year. I thank you, Lord, that you're, you're, um, you're, a, you're our miracle worker. You're our way maker in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Now, when we read the story, we think about the paraplegic and we think, oh, yeah, he was a paralyzed man. And maybe you're thinking, I can't relate to that. But have you ever been paralyzed in a situation where you've been hopeless, where you feel like I can't move? Maybe you're stuck in your grief. Maybe you're paralyzed by fear. And I know what that's like. Maybe you are stuck in a mindset that needs to be shifted Or maybe you know somebody who's going through that situation. Either way, I pray that God will speak to you through this message. This is where the community is really vital and important. And the reason why I say this was I became a Christian at the age of 14 years old. And uh, I said yes to Jesus, but I became part of a church community I had people speaking into my, into my life saying, uh, you know, Kathy, you can do this. Um, keep going. There's hope. Uh, you know, people that corrected me if I was going in the wrong direction. But they didn't just do it out of rules or regulations, but it was out of love. And I feel that it's really important that at the beginning of 2021, that you would surround yourself with people that will point you in the right direction, that will take you to Jesus. And every decision that you make, that your decisions are centered around Jesus. And what does that look like? And I think about um, the community that I was a part of, who, um, you know, they say it takes a village to raise a child, and I believe that to be true. You know, it wasn't just one person that influenced my life, It was many who caused me to grow in my faith, but also to make decisions that uh, people can say today, wow, how did you get here? And I'm saying, well, it's because I listened to the advice of wise people. In Proverbs uh, 12, 26, it says this, the godly give good advice to their friends, the wicked lead them astray. You know, these four men, it's not a huge number, but it's a significant number. And if you're part of a small group, I applaud you. It's really amazing. And it's a space where you can be vulnerable with, uh, you know, your friends, where you can tell them what's going on in your life. And if you're not part of a small group or you don't have friends around you to give you guidance, to support you, I pray that you would find a group even after this message. And, uh, you know, when we think about Jesus, he had friends, he had his disciples, but he had Peter, James, and John. And what struck me about this was when Jesus, before he went to the cross, he went to the Garden of Gethsemane, and that was a place where he sweat blood and tears. He was crying tears, he was sweating blood. Uh, He had the weight of the world on him because he knew of the task that he had to go to the cross, knowing of the pain 
and uh, being separated from Father God. And, you know, when I think about that, um, I heard this great message by Craig Rochelle, and he says this, how did Jesus face anxiety? How did he deal with the anxiety? And uh, he says these three points that are really crucial. Number one, he says, Jesus talked to his friends. And I really love that point because this is what Jesus says. He said uh, in the Garden of Gethsemane, he said to Peter, James and John, my soul is crushed with grief to the point of death. Stay here and keep watch with me. And it's really important that when you're going through a time of anxiety or you're going through uh, whatever it is, maybe you're going through a tough situation, to talk to your friends. Uh, The next thing that Jesus did was when he was at the garden, he talked to his father. And it's great to talk to your friends, but it's also uh, important to talk to Father God. And uh, Jesus says this, he says, My father, if it is possible, let this cup of suffering be taken away from me. He told God how he felt. He told God what he was um, feeling. He um, didn't want to do it. He didn't want to go to the cross. But the third thing was Jesus talked to his feelings. And the last part I want to uh, say is this, yet I want your will to be done, not mine. Even though Jesus didn't feel like going to the cross. He went to the cross out of obedience. And we need to talk to our feelings. Sometimes our feelings lie. Our feelings do lie. Maybe we feel, um, you know, it's like, who wants to go to the gym, right? My feeling is like I'd rather sit on the couch and eat a whole block of chocolate, maybe a burger or two, some fries, and, uh, you know, that's how I would feel. But I know my body is telling me, Kathy, you need to go to the gym and exercise because it's good for you. Uh, cut out the burgers, get a salad. It's summertime, summer body, you know, get healthy. Uh, you know, our feelings do lie to us, but I want to encourage you to talk to your friends, talk to your Father God, and talk to your feelings because your feelings can lie. And I love those three points because Jesus went through the same suffering and temptations as we did, but he didn't sin. And so when we look to Jesus, remember he is the author and the perfecter of our faith. When I think about this passage in Mark 2, I think about the community that was around this paraplegic. He was with four friends who who knew where to take him. They were... uh, I would say they knew Jesus and they knew that he was a miracle worker. Our community is so important. And in Ecclesiastes 4, 9, 12, it says this, Two people are better than one, for they can help each other succeed. If one person falls, the other can reach out and help. But someone who falls alone is in real trouble. Likewise, two people lying close together can keep each other warm. But how can one be warm alone? A person standing alone can be attacked and defeated, but two can stand back to back and conquer. Three are even better, for a triple braided cord is not easily broken. And Amos 3.3 says this, Do two walk together unless they have agreed to do so? 
There's something powerful about a community of friends, about a community of believers that can support you. Because how many know we've all been paralyzed in some situation where we can't see a situation shift. Maybe we're paralyzed by hopelessness. I can tell you uh, when uh, my father passed away many years ago, I was in my early 20s, and I was so deep in grief. And being deep in grief, I just didn't want to get out of bed. And I remember um, significant conversations with friends who would say, yeah, I know you're deep in grief, but there's going to come a time where you need to get up. And uh, I remember just my friends encouraging me, come on, Kathy, you can get up, you can get up again. And in that time, you know, it's, it's, it's fine to grieve. And I'm not saying avoid grieving, but, you know, there's a time for grief and there's also a time to get up and keep moving. And I, I really thank God for my friends who helped me through that time of grief. And grief is so painful and you do feel paralyzed. You just don't know, how can I move on from this feeling? But you can. And that's why I'm here to encourage you. I love the quote by C.S. Lewis, says this, uh, two heads are better than one, not because either is infallible, but because they are unlikely to go wrong in the same direction. Uh, You know, what I love about these four men was they didn't see an obstacle. Because, you know, if it was me and I saw a full house and I would think, you know, I don't think I'd be a great friend, actually, because I would be like, oh, the house is full. You're getting heavier now, mate, you know, because I'd probably be the one struggling because I haven't done my, um, my biceps. Anyway, carrying this friend, I would look at the obstacle and go, we can't do it. But what's great with uh, having more than one person is there's always a solution finder. And uh, I love this quote. It says, every problem has a solution. You just have to be creative enough to find it. Every problem has a solution. So what did they do? They got up on the roof and they, they removed the roof. I don't know how they did it. Maybe they got a rock and chucked it over, the, made a hole. I don't know. And I don't know how big this person was. Maybe it was a huge hole. But somehow they got their friend and they lowered him down through the roof. And what I love about this was they didn't give up. And what we need in, uh, you know, in our circle of friends is when we're going through a dark time, when we're going through grief, hopelessness, whatever it is, we need friends around us that can say, we're going to be with you till the end. And what I love about these guys was they saw a solution. They didn't see a problem. They, cre- they were creative. Who would have thought, let's just make a hole in the roof and lower this paraplegic down. It says this in Proverbs 18.24. There are friends who destroy each other, but a real friend sticks closer than a brother. We've all been in situations when we need help. And I know I've said this time and time again, but... Asking for help is not a sign of weakness, it's wisdom. And I remember a time about 17 years ago uh, when my husband Sam was diagnosed with Crohn's disease. Um, He'd been sick 
probably a few years before that, but we didn't know what it was. And so the prognosis didn't look good. As soon as they said Crohn's disease, they said this is going to be a debilitating disease. He's not going to be able to do uh, sport. Um, and then they gave us so many obstacles and I just thought, I was at the point where I said to Sam, I don't know if I can handle this. And there'll be moments in your life where you've been the helper. We've helped many people. But when you're in that position of needing help, it's actually quite a humbling um, situation to be in. And you feel so vulnerable. But what I'm so amazed and what I love about the church, and uh, you know, I've been part of Equipus Church for 30 years now. I know I look too, <laughs> I don't look too young. Anyway, but I've been part of this church for 30 years. And in that time, in that struggle, when Sam was diagnosed with Crohn's, um, I saw a community of people just come alongside us and say, hey, we know, we know a guy. <laughs> and we had people of faith that would pray and say, Jesus, we believe you're going to um, heal Sam. And it wasn't just one or two. Actually, it was people around the world people that were part of our wider community, people in London, people in Australia. We knew, we knew uh, people just all over the place that were um, fasting and praying for Sam's situation. Um, in that time, I had uh, a toddler and a baby. I had people making meals. I had people... Uh, looking after my kids so I could see Sam in the hospital. And in that time, I am so grateful for a community of believers that loved me, loved us, and had faith enough, faith enough to see a miracle unfold. And, uh, you know, it was 42 days Sam was in the hospital, and I remember the surgeon saying we could lose him the first operation, he could have died. And uh, I think if you're in a situation where you feel like I just feel overwhelmed. I really pray and hope that you are connected to somebody that can help you. And, uh, and what I can say is the church is the hope of the world. And yeah, people hurt us and we, we, we go through offences and, and all of that. And that's the thing. I've, I've been through all of that. Teenage to mid-twenties, to the 30s and now in my 40s, I've been through all of that. But what's beautiful about the community of the church is we get through stuff. We forgive each other. We have those awkward conversations. And during that time when Sam was in hospital, I saw the beauty of the church. I saw the beauty of our friends. I saw the beauty of our community. And if you don't have that, I pray that after this message, you would talk to someone. Maybe talk to someone uh, who's part of a church community. Talk to your friends. But I pray that you would be pointed in the direction of Jesus because Jesus is the center of our faith. And here's the thing. When people prayed for, uh, for our situation, we knew, look, hey, they're not God, but they can lead us to him. And I remember in that time, 
in that moment of uh, Sam's last operation where it could have turned south, it could have gone bad, uh, we had a community of believers that were praying and believing for his healing. And I can tell you, after he got operated on, it was a miracle. I remember the surgeon saying to us, this is a complete miracle that he didn't die. And, uh, and I am grateful to Jesus, but I'm also grateful to our church community. And I just want to thank everyone who was part of that journey for us. But the reason why I really uh, love this uh, passage is because, you know, when the four friends um, took their friend to Jesus, I think that statement alone is amazing. That statement alone is that we can have a community of people that can take somebody to Jesus. And it wasn't the paraplegic's faith. It was actually the faith of the men carrying him. And uh, this isn't the only way that Jesus can heal, but I love this story in the fact that you can have amazing faith for someone even when they don't have faith. And we didn't have faith at the time. Uh, we were just struggling when Sam was sick. And I just want to commend those that had faith to believe when we were in a time of weakness and we, we couldn't see anything. But just seeing the church's faith for Sam's healing was amazing. And that's what I love about these four men or these four friends who took their friend to Jesus. In Mark 2.5, it says that Jesus saw their faith. He saw their faith. And uh, we can hear about things, but seeing Seeing someone's faith is really powerful. In verse 12, it says that he got up immediately, picked up his mat and went out before them all so that they were all astonished they were, and they glorified and praised God saying, we have never seen anything like this. As I commended our church community and our friends, that's really awesome. But, you know, number two, it's our responsibility to get up and to pick up our mat and walk. The reason why I say this is there's only so much you can carry. And uh, we, um, we just love the fact that when we needed support, support was given. But there is a moment in time, and when time happens and the friends take you to Jesus, Jesus forgives your sins, like that passage says. Uh, and then he tells the paraplegic, get up, pick up your mat and walk. Now, if the friends helped their, their friend do that, that wouldn't be a miracle. But the fact is that paraplegic had to get up himself, pick up his mat and walk. And I love the fact that we had people that believed with us in faith that Sam would be healed. And he, he was totally healed. Even to this day, when we get the reports from uh, the specialist saying that he has no uh, sign of Crohn's or no residue of Crohn's in his body, 
we praise God about that because it's like, wow, thank you, Jesus. It wasn't just our faith, but the faith of many. But we had an amazing community. community. But number two, here's the thing. We've got to get up. We've got to pick up our mat and walk. And uh, what I love about this is that it's 2021. And maybe 2020 has been that I just don't want to get up moment. I feel hopeless. You know, some people get like triggered when they hear 2020. You see memes about 2020. But 2020 is behind us now. And so what I'm saying to you is to get up. (laughs) Get up out of bed. Get up. It's a new day. It's a new morning. It's, It's a new year. Happy New Year. Get up. Number two, pick up your mat. What does your mat represent? What does your stretcher represent? Your stretcher represents the past. You need to pick it up. We don't need to stay lying in 2020 and just, you know, oh, I remember 2020. It was so awful. Oh, I just get the shivers. Remember when we were in isolation? Remember when, you know, and you start to reminisce about 2020 and all hopelessness starts to set in and then you can't move. Well, get up, pick up your mat of hopelessness and start walking. And I want to encourage you as a church that we need to start moving and start walking. What does that mean? It means we're not staying in the past. We're moving ahead into 2021, knowing that we have full access in Jesus. If you've accepted Jesus as your Lord and Saviour, if you've said yes to Him, I'm going to follow Jesus. We don't follow backwards, we follow forwards. In 2021, is going to be a year where miracles will begin to unfold before you. So number one, who's with you? Who's in your circle? Who's part of your community? Are they pointing you to Jesus? Are they taking you in the right direction? Maybe you need to change your friends. Maybe you need to not listen to some people's advice. But I want to encourage you. 2021 is a new year. It's a new day. It's time to get up. It's a new day. Put on a new outfit. Whatever it is for you that you need to change. It's a new day. Pick up your mat. We don't remain in the past. We move ahead and we start walking. So I just want to pray for you right now. To get up, to pick up your mat and start walking, start moving We walk by faith and not by sight. It doesn't say we sit in faith. We walk by faith. There is movement when we're walking with Jesus. So I just want to pray for everyone now. Father, I just pray for all those that are listening, that they would be connected to a community, connected to friends, that they'd be able to talk to someone, Lord. And I thank you that 2021 is a new year. We thank you that you're with us, Lord, in this time. We thank you that you're, um, that nothing is too hard for you. We thank you that you are our way maker. And so, Lord, I pray that we would pick up 2020. We would 
leave it behind, Lord, and we would keep walking and pursuing who you are in Jesus' name. Amen.